Good morning, podcast, or good evening, or good night. Um, I'm going to first start off by saying this this particular podcast or episode is going to be, it may be a bit touchy for for some people. Um, so full disclaimer, um, if you have followed me on social media, well, Facebook, you would know that <clears throat> this podcast is going to be about um, the some of the events and thoughts that um, that almost led to me committing suicide. Almost, I didn't go through with it, but almost. So, if you are at all sensitive or very sensitive to the subject, which most people are, I would advise you don't listen to this. But if you are even the least bit trying to um, understand where those thoughts are coming from, continue to listen. Because what I'm going to talk about um, is, is going to seem like a normal day. Because uh, the day was progressing that way or the night if you will um also i'm gonna be as honest as i can i'm actually gonna be very honest only thing is i'm going to leave out the name or names if i think of any names or if not if if i think of any names but if any names come up and me telling the story I'm going to leave those out. I'm just going to speak about me and forgive the noise I'm at. I got to work early so I can record this and brother got to eat too. So, but, um, let me just get to it. So it was the year 2009, actually, uh, 2009, or was 2009? I believe it was. No, nope. Matter of fact, it was 2010, if I'm not mistaken. Um, let me see. I want to make sure I got my dates right. Huh. Either way, it was between 09 and and 10, and. It wasn't, actually, it was 2010. I'm sorry about that. It was 2010 because I had just um, sort of started my job at Sykes Fifth Avenue. And I was working at Overnight Crew. And that's why the thought occurred to me that it would be easy to do what I sort of had set out to do that that night because working overnight it wasn't it wasn't out of the norm to not hear from me for the the person I was with and to not hear from me um but let me start a little bit at the beginning so it was 2010 I remember because it was cold and it was roughly around I want to say February-ish 
yeah, roughly around February or so. And me, I'm thinking that I had, oh, sorry, before I say that, another disclaimer. Everything that I'm about to tell you or that I'm about to say, these are thoughts and actions that though I was with someone at the time and though I had a child on the way, they are not responsible for what I'm about to tell you. Did, did my, my child, my oldest daughter, I love her to death. I love both of my children with all my heart. So I would never say that my child is the reason why um, I was about to do something. And her, my oldest daughter's mother, I would never say that she was the reason why I was about to do something. A lot of the, the stuff that I'm about to say was was coming from me. Um, a lot of it was playing on my insecurities and my self-doubt and my self-worry and, you know, self-deprecating things that I would say to myself regardless of what was going on at the time. So I wanted to put that out there because I don't want anybody to think that, um, you know, bad things about my children my child's mother because that's that's not the case um but i was proud of myself at one point um during that time i'm very proud of myself now but i'm talking you know back then it was you know 2010 i had just moved well, not just moved up back up here to New York, but I was living in North Carolina the summer before. And moved back up to New York. You know, every a lot of people thought that I was, you know, that I was making a stupid mistake, that I was, you know, being foolish and, and wanting to move from North Carolina where, where it was so, you know, easy going, if you will, for me. Um, you know, I had a, had access to a car. My rent wasn't that much. Um, my, the area that I lived in was pretty cool. I met some pretty cool people that I'm still friends with to the day. Um, so it was a lot of things that were pretty good. And a lot of things that were, that were going, you know, pretty decent in, in, in North Carolina, and the choice to move back that the summer of '09, it didn't sit well with with certain family members of mine. But I needed to be back in New York. You know, I was 19 going on 20 or 20 going on 21, and actually, correction, I was 20. Two going on twenty three. So I had spent a while in the southern states in my younger, you know, my fresh out of high school days. So I was sort of used to like running around and doing whatever I wanted to do. You know, I got my first apartment at nineteen, so I was very proud of myself. Um I was doing things that people from where I come from didn't really had a chance to do 
I was operating on my own. Um, I was with someone that I was, uh, it was going on our, I think our fourth year and living in North Carolina, it was becoming extremely difficult to be away from her. Um, or so I thought and deciding to move back, like I said, was my decision. So moving back, um, we decided that we were going to finally get a place together. Um, so, you know, when you're sort of young and you start to learn to take care of yourself at an early age, you're sort of caught between delusion and facts. Delusion being, you know, you can really do whatever you want. And the facts is you can. The delusion kicks in when shit get real or things happen and you're still sort of stuck trying to figure out what's next facts is you figure out what's next because you've been doing certain or living a certain way for uh, quite some time and then you know you just learn to adapt so you're just bouncing between delusion and and facts and then the other delusion is that you're going to be with this person for the rest of your life you know that that type of Young love is like it, it's possible. I've heard and I've known people who be who who have you know been with someone for um, ten, twenty, thirty years. Met when they were in high school and still together. So I'm thinking like you know I'm nineteen, twenty, twenty one. I'm with this girl. You know we've gone through ups and downs and you know might as well ride it through. You know this is this is where I'm staying. And moving back up to New York was my solidifying that. So I came back up. I was able to transfer my job working at Babies of Rust again. Um, transferring from North Carolina back to New York. The rules were a little different. The management team was a little different. I didn't. Some of the people were different. Um, but moving back, I still was able to get a job. I still was able to go to work, you know, almost every day, but I wanted more. And also around August, September-ish, um, we were expecting our, um, me and her, we were expecting our first child. And not only was I, you know, excited, I, I wasn't afraid, I wasn't scared, I didn't worry about you know anything i was like you know what now it's time to kick it into high gear we need an apartment even though that was always the plan but i i relentlessly searched for an apartment almost every day on top of that the search for a new job came you know every day every day i wanted to try to get a new job better paying job um we Ended up finding an apartment in two months. And then one night I was just up late and I got the, you know, I was just on Craigslist going through, you know, the job ad. And saw a job, applied for it, then went, had got the interview, pretty much got the job within like a matter of a day or two. And through it, like it had just 
was just a bit of a snowstorm. So I was like hiking my way from Brooklyn to um, to uh, Manhattan to go interview, and then you know ultimately ended up getting a job and ended up sort of being hired around um, like a week or so before my birthday, give or take, or was it on my birthday? It might have been on my birthday. But um, I remember having two jobs at one point, you know, pretty much working through the week. And then I was like, you know what, I'm going to just drop the other job. Though it, was, though it was extra money, I was like, you know what, going from one end. I mean, I'm on, I'm on one side of Brooklyn to get to another side of Brooklyn one day. And then the next day I'm coming from Brooklyn to go to Manhattan. So it was like, you know what, let me just keep this job. I was getting paid uh, much more than I was getting paid before. And every week on top of that. So I went from getting paid biweekly to weekly. So, as you can tell, like, I was proud of myself for accomplishing certain things that a lot of young people um, weren't really doing. I didn't know anybody that was really doing anything around that that time. I didn't really have any, like, anybody to look up to and be like, yo, I want to do that. Or anybody that was my age, a lot of my colleagues around that age, and this is no shade to them, they, some of them, if they weren't living in North Carolina on, um, you know, going to school and living in the dorm rooms, some of them were living at home, which, again, there's no shade. I'm not throwing any shade at anybody that's still living at home because or was still living at home at that time, because um, if that's what they had to do, that's what they had to do. Their their life was paved a certain way. Mine was paved the way that it was paved and I had to go with it. Um, But. One of the other reasons why moving back to New York made sense because I thought not only moving back to New York, but moving in or moving with um, my girlfriend at the time is because I thought the arguments that we were having were going to stop. The arguments wasn't stopping. They didn't stop. The difference of opinions, like, um, which is fine, but it got to the point where it was it was tough to sleep at night and. At this point, I'm just putting on a, a face in front of people and, and just thinking that if I just stay low or if I just pretend like a lot of it's not bothering me. Because in my mind, yeah, we we're expecting our first child, but we got our first apartment. Um, She was still working. I went from one job to two jobs, back to one job, to one job paying every week. So... Um, I'm just thinking like, all right, cool. So we'll be good for a little while until I need to crank it up again and get us out of this apartment, um, into a bigger one. So I'm just doing all these things and, and, and thinking that she should be happy, right? I was wrong. I was wrong in thinking that I can do so much or do anything to make someone happy because well I'll get to that at the end but I was wrong in thinking that um but every time I thought I was wrong I tried to you know again crank it up a notch to um I tried to like 
instill in her like yo i'm here to stay like i know we arguing and this that and third but i'm not going anywhere so her being sad or her being upset or angry or whatever it was with me and, and feeling that coming home every day knowing that my child was was coming in a couple of months not a couple of months exactly but at least like four or five months having and and once these things started to to mount up all of the doubt that i was trying to prove people wrong with with me moving back to new york with me getting this job that i had just got with me doing all these things all these conversations that i was having with people before i left north carolina with family members before i left north carolina and even some friends um, and colleagues that were around at that time that were sort of, you know, when I let them in a little bit on my mindset, they would ask me, like, yo, are you sure that this is what you want? Or are you sure it's this? Or are you sure it's that? And all of these things started, all of this stuff that I was telling people, like, nah, 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 I got it. I'm good. We're going to be good. This deck going to be good. When... I felt like things were going downhill because I couldn't keep the woman that was my woman at the time and, and giving birth and was about to give birth to my first child. I couldn't keep her happy. So I'm thinking like if I can't keep her happy and I've done all of this in a short amount of time, then honestly, what the fuck am I doing here? Because if her if she's not happy and she's an adult, then there's a good chance that I'm not going to be able to make my child happy. And I set out to be so different from the man I grew up with as my dad. I set out to be so different from him that any glimpse, any glimpse, that I was going to become like him. Because nobody liked him. Honestly speaking. Nobody liked him. People tolerated him. And. I'm not going to say any names. Like I said. When I first started this. I'm not going to say any names. But truth be told. Nobody tolerated him. And I never. Like I was raised by people who. You know. made Women who, who made sure that. um, Not to focus on being liked. But to be a good person as best you can. And to see that my pops wasn't, you know, exactly a good person. I said, I'm never going to be seen as somebody that people can't stomach to be around. My 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 girlfriend, girlfriends, because I was young thinking is my girlfriends are going to love me before. Of course, before I was with the one who was about to have my child. My girlfriends are going to love me. My girlfriends are going to do, you know, adore being around me. Even when I break up with them, they still going to want to be around me. My children are going to love me. Um, I'm never going to, like, make my children think that I don't want them around or anything like that. So at a very early age, I'm talking about like eight and nine years old, I set out to be so different from my pops. And one of that's one of the things that drove me a lot um, growing up. So here I am, 22, 21, 22 years old, and I'm living on my own. 
I'm well I'm living with my girlfriend. I'm about to have a child. I have a decent paying job. Um, I was getting paid close to what minimum wage is now eight years ago. And now, you know, rent is not nearly as expensive as it is now. So I'm, I'm, I'm winning in life at this moment. Like I'm winning. So I'm sitting there like, but I'm putting all this pressure on myself to, to be happy because I wasn't happy. I was sort of lost. I felt like regardless of what I did, um, I just felt lost. I even started a blog that turned into a story that people started to enjoy and want to tune into every week or every two weeks whenever I decided to put it up on the internet. Like, So it was a lot of things going for me. But the one thing that I set out to do, and this is where the delusion kicked in at, that I mentioned earlier, the delusion that the passion and the, the love that you have for that person at that age or at that particular point in your life was going to amount to being there forever. So I'm like, finally, I beat my dad at something. I have a woman and a child on the way and they're going to adore me and we're going to be good and so forth and so on. And when it wasn't panning out to be that way, my world came crashing down. All of the self-deprecating things, all of the pity, all of the I told you so's that I was hearing when I was leaving, all of that was coming crash down on me or crashing down on me. And um, my mom, my grandmother, not even the girl that I was with. This would be the first time if they listen to this podcast, this would be the first time that they're hearing any of this. The only person that I've told this to is the girlfriend that I'm with now. The girl that I'm with now, my girlfriend. She's the only person I told this to. And then um, I mentioned it to um, a, a colleague of mine from colleagues of mine from out the West Coast who I was featured on that podcast and we started to, you know, build a friendship through social media, through, you know, through the gram. And um, I touched on a, a similar situation that they, they've endured. Um, and But I didn't shed light on it. I just told them that I understand where um, some of the pain that they have dealt with, where, where you know, some I understand some of that pain, and this is the first time that I'm you know publicly really speaking about it in detail, so all of these thoughts, all of these negative thoughts that I was entertaining were surfacing like they were just circling my mind um almost every day for like a week. And nothing was getting better at home, you know. So I'm thinking every week, I'm every day, I, every night that I get up and go to work, I'm thinking like, yo, no one really knows I'm out here. 
no one really knows that I'm out here. Like, no one really knows when, like, when I get off that train to when I go to work. Yeah, I can text back and forth with my girlfriend, um, mother of my child. I can go back and forth with her and say, you know, I'm at work or this is that. I'm going on break and blah, blah, blah. But if I, I knew that if I had didn't text her for a couple hours while I was at work, it wouldn't have... You know, there was been there would have been no alarm. I was getting off at three, four o'clock in the morning, sometimes five o'clock in the morning. And if I had to stay late at work, it was that it was that me just if I came home, it was just me staying late at work. So it wasn't ever really a thought from my understanding that um, at the time anybody would really miss me. So I started to think about what my life or the people around me what their lives would be like without me my grandma my siblings my moms friends people I'm like I probably would they probably would look for me or think that I had just left town they wouldn't think that I had committed suicide they wouldn't have think that I had done something like that so, one night, one wintry night, I was making my way to work, and I was like, you know what, I'm I'm tired of feeling this weight. I'm tired of feeling like this. So I started to make my way, like, think about a route to take. I was like, if I, you know, get off around, you know, um, either where the Brooklyn Bridge at or even the Manhattan Bridge, and pretend as though I'm just sightseeing or walking at night and decide to jump over. I thought I was like a few things probably would happen. The water's cold, so I might break a couple bones if I don't die immediately. Um, if I do break a couple bones, it's freezing. So I'd probably float. And probably end up dying anyway when hypothermia set in. Or if somebody, if I was lucky enough that somebody would find me, I end up in some nearby hospital. But again, no one would know I was there. Because if my girlfriend at the time, if she didn't care enough back, you know, during that time. She wasn't happy then. Why the hell would she look for me? Or why would I have her as an emergency contact? Um, or better yet, why would she even pick up the phone? Some random hospital was calling her. So I truly didn't think that she would give a damn about me enough to check to see where I was at. If I was lucky enough to, or if the odds had paved out that I didn't die immediately, that I just was floating along either river, whatever bridge I decided to jump off. Uh, but of course, 10, almost 10 years later, you know, I don't think that way anymore. I think I stopped thinking that way um, after that night. Now, what made me 
decide to not do it. Honestly, I'd say it was God who, who showed me some things. He showed me that that wasn't it. at 22, that wasn't the end of the road for me. Uh, 22, 23, that wasn't the end of the road for me. Second thing was, I had more to live for. Regardless of who I was with and what I couldn't do to make them happy. I had to make myself happy and be happy because my child was coming and show happiness for her or him because I wasn't sure if we knew the sex of the child of the child at the time. But that's not here nor there. But I had a child coming and I had to make myself happy for them. And I made up my mind that if her and I stayed together or not, I wasn't going to end my life then. And my whole attitude about life started to change. My whole perspective about life started to change. I stopped worrying about a lot of a lot of what people thought of me. I stopped caring about what people thought of me. I stopped um, focusing on, you know, dimming my light. I made sure that my light was turned on all the time. I didn't care if I went into somebody else's birthday party or somebody else's event or just somebody else's house. I made sure that my light was on on, on full bright because I had to quickly learn, like, people are either going to like you or they're not going to like you. It's not really your job to, it's your job to be the best person you can be. And those who, who give a damn enough to want to get to know you will want to get to know you. And ho- and those who don't, won't. And you can't focus on the ones who won't. And you have to put your energy into those who, who, who give a damn. And I put more energy into my stories. Well, into my story at the time. I put more energy into that and started to really dive deeper into my characters and writing. Good morning. And I spent more time writing. I think I, I released two or three more blog posts, two or three more um, chapters of the story, if you will, a short while after that. Um, and my therapy through that started to come through and, and just just really focusing on, you know, God showed me early on that um, that night. Matter of fact, he, you know, sort of I got to my lowest point mentally and ultimately the decision was mine. Now, I know it's not always going to be that easy for everyone to just about face like that but what led me to even think that way because I grew up a lot of the time thinking that you know my parents didn't want me 
You feel me? Like, I felt like, you know, I'm living with my grandmother. I'm being raised by my grandmother. I should not be being, I should not have been being raised by my grandmother, given the fact that both my parents were alive. So, I held on to that for a while. And like I said, trying to be better than my father. Um... So it, it it was a multitude of things that I took on that I didn't have to. A lot of burdens that I took on that I didn't have to. Like, I forgot my responsibility was to me and now to my child. Um, it was to me and to the woman I was with. But when I could no longer make her happy, I had to reshift focus. So I had to get to a point of being so low that... I was able to see the focus coming after that, like that moment of clarity. I don't know if it was winter night. I don't know if it was um, actually walking in the direction towards the bridge. But thinking all the way through to either me dying or me breaking a few bones and ended up in a hospital bed, knowing that this person wasn't going to be in my corner. I was like, that can't be how my life ends. So I, I changed gears and I went and, and focused on everything but making someone else happy. And then once I changed gears, of course, slowly but surely, the universe started doing its job and started working in, in its mysterious way and started showing me that me and this person didn't belong together. Um... And other challenges and other things, you know, um, come up, have or have come up since then. But I no longer think about suicide. I no longer have those thoughts. I no longer walk around pitying myself. And again, this is my story about what I was dealing with. I'm not saying this for anyone else. I know people are going through things. I, I mean, Mac Miller, rest in peace, he just passed and, um, from overdose. And a, uh, a couple of other people passed away from overdoses. Or even people, you know, dealing with, you know, cops and, 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 and police brutality and those things. And, and, you know, some situations are, you know, suicide by cops. Some situations are just not. Some situations are just fucked up situations and the cops are taking advantage of things i'm not making excuses and saying that it's very easy to not avoid the shit that life throw at you because it's not easy you know i so when i say that i don't walk around with the self-pity that means i me myself i'm not saying for you to walk around you know, whatever help you need, seek the help. <clears throat> that fear of judgment, you got to, you know, put that to the side because ultimately it's it's really, it really is your life. Um, but I'm about to start work. So thank you for listening if you do. And maybe this a... Uh, 
a clear up a little bit of what I said on, on Facebook yesterday. <laughs> um, bless my grandma's heart. She called me, I don't know if it was midnight or one o'clock in the morning, but she called me, left a voicemail, and she, you know, apologized for something she didn't need to apologize for after she saw a picture I posted. The picture I posted was pretty much saying that I'm thinking of things, not things, but thinking of how I'm going to share my story. I wasn't saying that I was going to commit suicide or that I was worried about that. Um, but I'm going to post this on my Instagram, the link to this on my Instagram and my Twitter and my Facebook. And if you have any questions or if, in, if anything's not clear, if I've ruffled a few feathers or anything like that, please feel free to send me a message, drop a comment on a post, whatever it is. But again, I'm not saying that it's always easy to turn around and and look the other way. I've had moments where I've had to really, really focus hard and remember what's at stake. That is so much more at stake for one second of anger or one second of doubt or or or, or any of those emotions that can make us do something drastic that'll change our lives forever. Um, all it takes is that one moment, that one quick moment. And again, I'm not saying that, you know, it's that easy, but I am saying that with having no one to talk to, no one knew of this until now. And it's been 10 years. I put my faith in, in, in the most high. I put my faith in God and he restored my faith in myself that moment so um so yeah if you can again if you have any questions any comments or anything feel free to drop a line in the comments or even send me a personal message and we could have a conversation about it but um well yeah that's my story and there's many more to come. Not about suicide, but it being Suicide Awareness Month. I wanted to shed some light on, on some things that I dealt with back then. And um, so, yeah. Peace and love. <laughs>